0: Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So, uh, you know, obviously, that Taylor Swift is now bigger than football. That is not true. I, uh, I understand Charles. what you're saying, but let's not. Football says she's bigger than football. That's why they changed they everything do. on Sunday. They okay? do. I, I, I guess, yes, they do. So, yes, football saying that. So, um, so, here's the situation. It turns out not everybody in football is down with that because Taylor Swift... Something happened last night that she ordinarily does not hear. It is possible that the bloom is off. Wait. What is it? bloom is off the rose. Bloom is off the rose. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh so uh t- check out this. <laughs> this. This is the very stadium where she was a day earlier and adored. So yeah. this is um they're they're, they're showing stadium. they're showing um Uh, the trailer for her upcoming film about her concert tour, Eris. And the Giants fans were not having it.
1: Look, at the end of the day, you've got 75,000 Giants fans in there. Their team is getting their butts kicked. And nobody at that point wants to hear about Taylor Swift as they're seeing the quarterback sack, sack, sack. You know, it's like, you know, players want to play, play. Like, nobody wants to hear that crap at that point. Is it
0: possible, Mike, that they were standing in solidarity with the Jets fans uh, who had to endure... The Taylor Bowl the day before? I
1: I literally, and and you know what, Charles? I I, I don't know, because Giants and Jets fans really don't like each other that much. But I will say this. I I I called my friend who was at the Jets game, and he said that there was a lot of booing uh, directed at Taylor. My friend Brian was right there. He said there was a lot of of booing directed at Taylor Swift, even at the Jets game. So I don't know if some some element of uh, football fans is starting to get a little bit annoyed with all of this Taylor Swift
0: stuff. Oh, I bet they are. Because, I, I, I mean, just in terms of, you know, passion for the game, the fact that the nfl bowed to taylor um and a this is radical shift every bit when every business tries to reach a different audience right their core audience Absol- gets upset it feels like they are being that's it they're being shunned that's in order it. to reach uh, the swifties
1: it that's such, that's such a f- fragile, you know, what a, what oh, a fragile but it's evil true. you have no, to no, have. No, but, but that's what happened last night. That's exactly what happened. The NFL still cares about you, all you football fans, but why, you know, they're a business, and if they <laughs> have an opportunity, I mean, look, we talked about it yesterday, look at the ratings, you had 2 million uh, women, more women who, who tuned in, you had over 50% jump in the 12 to 17-year-old girls in that demographic, I mean, they're reaching more people because of Taylor Swift, you can't blame the NFL for wanting to expand their business. The
0: good news for the NFL is that, unlike Bud Light, there isn't another beer or another league that you can go out and watch. Here, but There's still I think I the figured, best game in town. I think I figured this out. So the hardcore football fans are worried that the NFL is softening the game because now all of a sudden the trappings are Taylor Swift's um, romance. Yeah, but Taylor the game Swift. itself is still. No, I understand what it that. Is. I understand that. But when you start the game with an homage to Taylor, when you cut away to Taylor all the time, when everybody, the announcers are talking about Taylor Swift, I think the hardcore fans don't like it. I mean, I think, and and it kind of makes sense because their passion is for the game, and then all of a sudden there's this sideshow. That's overtaken the game itself, which it did on Sunday, which right. it simply did on Sunday.
2: I have to agree with Harvey. I mean, everywhere you look right now is Taylor I Swift. How you agreeing to with to Harvey. First
0: of all, it was my point about two minutes earlier, and now you've adopted, <laughs> now it's yours. Now you're agreeing <laughs> and with and Harvey? secondly, why do you wow. say I have to why? agree with Harvey?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so everywhere you look, I mean, they were showing a promo for her theater, so you can't even go to the movie theaters without seeing Taylor Swift. You can't even watch an NFL football game, All-American Sport, without seeing Taylor Swift. And now you can't even go into Halloween season right now without seeing Taylor Swift. Because just a little bit of a pivot, there are these giant skeletons in Indiana decorations that are 12 feet high that are dressed as Taylor Travis Swift and, and Travis Taylor. Kelsey. That's
0: hysterical. Oh okay, that's funny. That's really funny. So basically, NFL fans are <laughs> the NFL fans are going through what everybody in America is. This has been the year of Taylor Swift, and we all just kind of have to deal with it, right? Uh, I mean, we could move to Canada. So now the question. So now I'm pretty <laughs> pretty sure she's the, popular the, there too. The burning question is: With all this backdrop now, is she going to Minnesota this weekend? That's the big question. I can't. I, I can't figure shocked. it out. Would I, you be shocked? I'm shocked. I oh. made calls and I'm not getting any answers. Anymore. I wouldn't be shocked at this point. Why not? Why it, wouldn't? She well, go? I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. why I'll tell you why I think she might go. Thursday is Travis Kelsey's birthday, mm-hmm. and so it aligns with the weekend. And it may be, especially since she's going to be leaving fairly soon for the world tour. Right. But she's trying to get it all in before it's over. Get in uh, as much as she can, yeah. And so I, if I had to bet, I would bet, I would bet she's going to show. Uh, I, I'll bet you, Harv, that she won't go. No, I'm oh. That oh, but you're gonna, you're wow. you are got to take my I'm with, into. Wait, my, who, who's I'm not, not odds here? I'm with Babcock. Yeah. I don't think she's going to go. I'm not super confident on this. Uh, I think so she's going to go, but gonna wait. I'm not going to bet. But if I were to bet, I would bet (laughs) she would go. Just tell me which way you're going. I'll go the opposite
3: way. (laughs) Hey, what's up, guys? It's Zach Prusak from California. And when I saw this video, the first thing I thought was, one, you're Giants fans. So if you're booing anyone, it should be the team. (laughs) They're trash. We're the (laughs) team of football. And second of all, I am over the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey stuff because it's not the first time a pop star has dated an athlete. So...
0: I'm over it. Yeah, you know, people in our in our I office I mean, I, that, that got true. split. They were split but, today on this. That they felt it was over. Some people felt it was. It's over. It's right. It's not the first time, but I can't remember it being this big. Was and Reggie maybe, Bush and Kim Kardashian as? No, I wasn't no, big because this. Kim Kardashian. Yeah, she wasn't isn't what Taylor what she, Swift Right. That's right. That's Different. Okay, we got to move on. Yes, uh, to a battle uh, on the horizon for Elon Musk over one of his 11 children. Um, and this battles with Grimes. Now, you know that Grimes and Elon Musk have three kids. Um, She is, the way she's making it sound is that she has not been able to see their third child. The uh, youngest son. The youngest son, Tao, uh, who was born last summer. So she has gone to court, and she is trying to establish paternity. So let me kind of explain this. So um, they were not married, um, and apparently he has the child, and she wants some custodial rights, and apparently, at least according to what you can glean from her tweet, um, he's not allowing her to see the kid. I mean, that's the way she's making it seem. So what you do in a situation like that is, you go to court and A, establish paternity, and then once you do that, then you you try and get custody, probably joint custody, which is typical. That doesn't mean 50-50, but you establish joint custody, and the presumption is, if you're the parent, unless there's some unfitness, um, you have a right to some custody of that child. Right. So this is not her saying she doesn't want a paternity, established paternity because she doesn't believe that he's the father. She knows he's the father. For but this herself. Is, this is for legal purposes. For to her, be able to get custody. For, for herself. Right. Uh, also, um, there's an issue of child of child support, which she could then go in for um, if she wants to. I don't know whether he's paying or anything. I'm I'm presuming I'm sure no, no, because she doesn't have the kid. Oh, so he wouldn't be paying her anything if she doesn't have the kid. That's right, You would expect nothing less than Elon Musk to have a sort of a wacky situation with respect to his son. I can't quite figure out what's happening here. I understand her desire to sort of formalize this, get a court entry in order, making sure that she has equal custodial rights. But it's very bizarre to me that she hasn't seen the kid apparently and doesn't have access to the kid at this point. Can Um, I give you a theory, Jason? Yeah, please. And I don't know this to be the case, but nobody knew that they even had this kid. And Grimes was uh, uh, up and around, she was around, and people saw her during the time, presumably, that somebody was pregnant. So what I'm guessing is there may have been fertilized eggs that were implanted in a surrogate, possibly, and that Elon had the kid once the kid was born because they had broken up by that time, because none of this even came out until last month when Isaacson Isaacson wrote the book on Elon, and this came out that there was a third kid. So that may be the scenario. I, I, again, I'm guessing here, I'm not positive, but it's the only thing that makes sense. It to me. would explain a lot. It would also complicate parental rights a lot because there are ways to, to sort of sign away your rights to embryos in a way that you can't typically sign your way away from a, your rights away for, for a kid, uh, uh, for a naturally conceived uh, kid. So, But I, I like the theory. I think it adds a layer of complexity and it fits right in with sort of the Elon Musk narrative for life.
4: Hello, Big Jeremy, Los Angeles. Uh, I don't know all the facts, uh, especially
3: after what Harvey said about the embryos and other possible um, scenarios. Uh, However, what I do know is that uh, Elon, I really admire him as an entrepreneur lately, the tweets and rhetoric that come out of him, uh, especially in the last year or so,
0: are a little bit off. He seems uh, pretty smug. Well, he's always kind of been a little bit smug because you know the guy's of what he has created. That's right. 27 years after Tupac was killed, uh, we have an arrest that was shocking enough. Um, last week, uh, if as we've been reporting, uh, a guy named Keefe D was arrested, he was in the uh, in the Cadillac where the shooter, um, fired on Tupac and Suge Knight. Even though Suge Knight says it wasn't the person who pulled the trigger that everybody thinks it was. It wasn't Orlando Anderson, he says, and he won't say um, what involvement, if any, he believes Keefy D had in it, even though Keefy D has been everywhere saying. Saying that he's done it since 2008. (laughs) Right, Uh, and now here's another shocker. There is surveillance video that we had not seen before from the night of the shooting. How can this be? KLAS in Las Vegas got this video. That's Tupac. Tupac and his uh, large group of friends leaving the MGM Grand. This is moments after they had had the the big brawl with Orlando Anderson and others. And very shortly before he was shot and killed. Which they believe that fight led to. Right. But what's interesting about this video, because there's been other surveillance video from inside the MGM Grand that we've seen for decades now. This video shows that clearly security in the MGM Grand was tracking him. And I don't know what for what purpose, if they were planning on stopping him. They obviously had seen the fight, but the cameras are zooming in on him. Someone's on the joystick right? actually following him, him and wondering what's going on. Here. So I don't know what MGM Grand was planning to do. He was never stopped. Um, he left, uh, left the MGM Grand. But it is so interesting with, to know why, sure, why were they gunshot. honing in on him? I mean, was it just the fight? What it had happened the after fight. the
1: fight, then, you know, it just shows that everybody in this situation, they were powering through the uh, casino. The MGM casino was not small. So for them to kick up this much people, you know, this type of entourage, you know, it was yeah. a really big deal for the cameras to check and security to be concerned.
0: And and but no, sure, but maybe, maybe this they was were sure. after the fight with Orlando. Yes. yes, but maybe they're just making sure that they're leaving. Because like I said, they weren't stopped. They weren't detained there at all. But there were a lot of people. Why Tupac? There were a lot of people Well, they involved. knew, I mean, I, they knew who Tupac well, he, he was, was. He was in front of the celebrity. And they're church. leaving a Mike Tyson, and they're leaving a Mike Tyson fight. So they clearly know he's the celebrity, and they saw him in the fight. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but they were tracking him, and he left. You know, you wonder, like, if they had detained him, if things turned out differently, you know, shortly after that. Do we see Suge in this? Trent, do you remember, Did they met Suge. When they left the MGM, I believe, right? I don't know if Suge picked him up. This this fight actually
1: sent Suge back to jail.
0: Well, he's right. in jail, <laughs> right?
1: No, he violated oh, his probation. This. Oh, he oh, violated oh. Probation.
0: oh, he was. That's right. He was. So yeah, he was like, in the fight?
1: Yeah, you like not in this not, not in, in new in footage? Video. Yeah, like he must have he must have got way, but in the original footage, you can see him stomping uh, Orlando
0: Anderson. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Well, look, you know, and we talked to Suge yesterday. He hadn't spoken at all about this. We got him. And he was, you know, I'm not going to... Oh, Suge is there, by the way. He's in the new footage. He's behind Bach. There you go. Pac. Ah, okay. So, yeah. So, he was there. And, and they, remember, Suge was shot as well. Oh, yeah. Um, you just wonder if if MGM granted, I'm not saying they should have, but if they had detained them because they saw the fight, obviously, maybe things... It throws off the timing. Just one of those things you wonder what could have been different. Um, but they were clearly on him. And, yeah, to so your point that... Shug is right in the middle of everything and knows everything that happened. And he made but it we'll very clear to us nothing. yesterday. He's going to say nothing, doesn't want to testify. Apparently is not going to testify even if called. Um, and he, you know, he said, "Look, you know, I uh, basically grew up understanding you don't rat out people." Yeah. And he said, "I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it." Even though Keefe has already said he was involved, he, uh, Shug's going to have none of it. Hi.
5: Uh, My name is Keisha, and I'm from New Jersey. Uh, Shug, if he testifies against KPD, he might as well write his own Dear Mama uh, letter because it's going to be a wrap Um, for a couple of reasons. One is snitching, you know, and uh, whether you're gang-affiliated or not, prison, they don't like snitches. And, And two... You know, if he does testify after snitching all day in court, he's going to have to deal with Keefe D's uh, uh, Crips uh, partners. You know what I mean? When he goes back behind
0: those walls. Hey, can I ask you a quick question? Um, I, I love the hardwood floors in your kitchen. No, no, no. No, no, no just, we're not doing this. I just know, I'm curious. Is it a pain in the ass to clean them? Because, you know, food goes on it and whatnot. I've always, because it, it really is, Look, it looks great, but is it hard to, you know, to clean?
5: Harvey, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because I use Glo. So I use Mop and and uh, just some hot water, you know. And uh, thank you for
0: noticing. You no, know? I like it a lot. I really do. Okay, we are going to move on. Do you want to know how about our counters? Do you want to know? How, no, I just I was, didn't keep the counters. I, I've, no, I've always been curious about that with having hardwood. What hard kind hard of cleaning cleaning the supplies do you use on your counters? Uh, what are we doing? I just wanted to know. Uh, we're going to move on. But yes, just <laughs> some really big news for Michael Jordan. Um, and I honestly, I'm a little surprised that it took this long for him to get there, but he is now worth three billion dollars. Wow! I mean, as, wow! As famous as he has been, as he's not just famous for being an athlete, he is a brand. Uh, but he has just now reached three billion dollars. That's crazy! And it's most of it is because of the sale of uh, the Charlotte Hornets. It's post his basketball career, right? This is all post because basketball. Because he. He made a lot of money, but not nearly what people make today. Not yet. what they make now. Boy, If I, I know that Michael Jordan and all the old heads always go like, boy, if I were playing today. Right. The money I would have made.
4: Right. Yeah. So he bought the Charlotte Hornets uh, uh, almost a decade over a decade ago for around 175 million. He sold them now for for roughly three billion, and that, of course that's Jeez. why he's now you know a uh, three billionaire. Uh, according to Forbes, he's now one of the 400 richest people in America. But I'm with you, Charles. I- I'm so surprised that this took so long. His shoes alone right. are some of the most iconic things in the planet, and those alone aren't worth the three billion dollars to get him into that club but to begin with. I thought this was very surprising to me. I thought he'd And he doesn't much Jordan
0: still boring. get? You gotta like, be more. Doesn't Jordan Definitely. still get like uh, some? I don't know how much it is on each shoe, but he gets a percentage right, like on every shoe. Right, his deal with Nike, like he almost is Nike at this point, yeah, right? I mean, no, that's he true. has his
4: own brand. I, I'm very surprised that it took the sale of a, of a basketball team to get him here.
0: Yeah, you know, you do have a point because I mean, I, the man, may be spending a lot. I don't know. If Phil that's Knight's book and Shoe Wars, um, he they talk. I mean, he is the centerpiece of a lot of Nike. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? This is Dre Mack from Kansas City. And I'm glad that now Jordan is a three billionaire because I could use this in my go conversation. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I mean, this is awesome. And you just think about it. His uh, mom negotiated that deal. If his mom negotiated that deal, he would have never been here. So I know he's thanking her for that, you know. But all the business savvy and stuff like that, I think this is awesome for Michael Jordan, and he's probably going to buy another team sometime in the future. So what's interesting? Yeah, he'll probably buy a pickleball team. You know like what? Everybody else. Edwards right. In a way, you'd think it was more just because of Nike too. Right. What's huh. going to be interesting to me is see how quickly LeBron gets to a billion. Is he in it, a billion yet? I don't think he's there yet, but. He's going to get there much faster than Jordan, right? Well, just because money is different, right? Well, as we head into another campaign season, I guess we are actually in, in campaign it. season. We are right? in. It. Um, there's <laughs> the, the the candidates are all trying to do in their own subtle ways, and some better than others, uh, trying to be that fun person that you just want to sit down and have a beer with, right? Like, That's the well, who? Well, <laughs> who? No one's. <laughs> Who are you talking? I about? mean, uh, look—you saw the Republican candidates uh, during the debate. They were a barrel night. of laughs. They're trying to be, <laughs> and it comes off as very off-putting from some of them. And others pull it off better than the people they're up against. So, um, the Democrats, though, haven't had a chance to get out and do that yet because, well, one, they don't have a debate, and and the guy—they haven't who, given any airtime to anybody other than Biden. Exactly. So, what? How are they going to do this? Uh, how can the candidates? pull off being that fun person you wanna have beer with. Well, we've got two guys who uh, understand a lot about the differences between uh, the right and the left. Trey Crowder and Corey Forrester, Corey Ryan Forrester, are a uh, comedy duo who, <laughs> they are self-described hillbillies, but they are progressive hillbillies. Uh, and so they themselves are sort of uh, a dichotomy, and they've actually written a very funny book about how we can bring the country together um, so they're joining us right now. Uh, guys, welcome to TMZ Live. Hey, guys. Hey. Thanks hey. for having
4: us. Well, I love yeah. following Michael Jordan. I always knew that someday that's how it would in the news for me.
0: Hey, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, we, one thing we need to correct, we need to correct. LeBron. LeBron actually is a billionaire, uh, so you can uh, you can all settle down. He's reached billionaire status. Anyway, got that out of the way. So, uh, guys, what do, you, what do you think about... Uh, What you've seen from the candidates, the Republican candidates so far, as far as being that very friendly person that uh, you should vote for? (laughs)
4: <laughs> you, you mentioned that they all want to you know everyone wants to seem like the person that you can have a beer with but every republican candidate that at least usually makes waves is always in their 80s and coming from the south like drinking with 80 year olds can be fun but you're often going to hear things that you didn't necessarily set out to hear <laughs> uh, I don't, none of them seem to me like someone i'd like to have uh a beer with uh
3: i mean i'd like to have a lasagna with Chris Christie, you know, like a nice dinner. (laughs) Oh my God, that actually
0: does sound quite delicious. Yeah, right, but as far as like a beer, no, they're all pretty- uh, I mean, Ramaswamy, Ramaswamy is trying to be- Yeah, I mean, look, I'm actually serious about this subject because I go way back when I was a little kid, I remember John F. Kennedy versus Richard Nixon. And Kennedy was a guy you liked, and Nixon really wasn't. And then if you go on, even to Ronald Reagan, Mm -hmm. whose politics some people didn't agree with, but he was just more likable. And on and on and on. And you look at uh, Bill Clinton, who played the saxophone on Arsenio Hall, that propelled him. Obama Obama singing, Al Green. So it's not just the beer, it's the likability. Why don't we have that now? You know what? I'm actually
4: fine with it because I'm, I'm over it. Like when I was a kid, sure, I wanted a, to be somebody I could relate to, but I don't want that anymore. I want my president to be a complete math nerd that has, com- you know, just removed himself from society, only cares about numbers, only cares about policies. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want a guy, uh, because if there's a guy up there that I feel like I could hang out with, that's not a good leader. <laughs> mm, right. Right could lead the country, especially when it's divided right now. We need a nerd.
0: So you think that's what we've been doing wrong? Is that we're just we're all just drawn to likability when we should just be thinking only about what they can do on the job?
4: It doesn't matter in baseball. Like, you don't care if you like the manager. Nobody liked Bill Belichick. You just want results. Nobody likes Nick Saban. You need results. Hey,
0: I, we got to talk about your book, Round Here and Over Yonder. It's a, it's a travel guide. So you, you went around the country, which, look, we've heard for years, and it's true that the country is more divided um, than it's been in decades since. Or more, e- ever. Yeah. Um, it's the Mark
4: McGuire-Sammy Sosa home run chase, I think. That was a pretty divided uh, time in America. Ah,
0: yeah. Uh, although we all came together to watch that, which uh, yes, is interesting. Um, so w- what did you discover driving around the country? What is it that's going to bring all of us together? Because we need to know this. Uh, for the next 18 months?
3: Uh, Well, you know, we're all Americans at the end of the day, so like Europeans collectively think we're all stupid. Don't matter if you're from Mississippi or Minnesota, right? So we could bond together over our... That's nice. Yeah, the collective chip on our shoulder. You know what I mean? Which there's a whole section in the book kind of about that. We go to the UK for the first time and... Have a great time, but, you know, definitely experience. We felt like, you know, fat, dumb idiots, the whole, you know, everywhere we went. But, like, you go around this country as much as we have. It's kind of the premise of the book. It's like hillbillies, they don't normally go anywhere. And now we've gone everywhere in this country, and we found that, like, it's not really as different as people make it out to be. It's like every state is kind of divided into like the city and the country. You know, the country parts of California where I'm at now or Washington State are not really that different than the country parts of Tennessee. And, you know, Nashville is not all that different than – I was going to say San Francisco, but that's a little lofty a little yeah, that's, that's, to say that. That's not <laughs> – that wouldn't really be fair of me. I don't know. Sacramento? I think we're better in Sacramento. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. Somewhere <laughs> between Sacramento and San Francisco is Nashville. <laughs> that's right. not, that's my thesis. I don't know how I ended up here. But anyway, yeah, it's, we're all Americans at the end of the yeah. day. Well, you're right.
0: And, and, and by the way, I, I could not agree with you more. I think 80% of the people are kind of aligned, and you've got 10% on the extremes that have the megaphone. But what I want to know from you guys, and I really mean this, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. Is there one food that brings people together? Because I've always wondered what that food is. Well, I mean, and these come
4: in different variations, but everybody loves the free bread you get at the beginning of a meal. And in the South, that's, (laughs) you know, biscuits and in other places that's rolls. But I I honestly do think and I've been working on a theory where if everybody could adopt uh, cornbread as like the country's. Oh, I love that. Ooh. If everyone had cornbread and then everybody realized like, oh my God, that came from the South, they must be doing something right? Like I think cornbread could <laughs> could genuinely change people's
0: lives. That's fabulous. No, that's really, really I, good. I'm down with the cornbread part, I don't know if it uh, you no, know I if love it makes that. up for other things that happened in the South, but but, 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 but the cornbread yeah. is great. I agree with you, the cornbread is great. Thank you so much for being with us. And uh, on the book. Trey Crowder, Corey Ryan Forrester, uh, the book Round Here and Over Yonder. Um, really funny <laughs> from all over the country. Um, we really appreciate you being with us. Thanks, guys. you for having Thank We're y'all. taking appreciate this cornbread it. thing, man. No, I love the cornbread yeah, thing. <laughs> we're taking it. All right. All right. So, when we come back, Kim Kardashian simply posts a little bikini photo and it is launched uh, or reignited a family war. Was she trying to Bigfoot her little sister, Kendall? We'll get into it. Welcome back to TMZ Live uh, in the Kardashian household. Hold on. I'm a little what? thirsty. Oh. well, oh, okay. Well, we know where you land on this. Uh, <laughs> well, things are not all Gucci, as they say, um, because of something Kim Kardashian posted, which some people feel was big-timing her uh, little sister Kendall. So, oh, and by the way, not the first accusation leveled at Kim for this. Right. Um, <laughs> she's gotten it from other sisters, but... She posted a few photos uh, in a bikini, which is not doesn't seem all that shocking on the surface. Um, it's a very small bikini, hence our uh, blur, oh. <laughs> um, but it's a Gucci bikini. Oh wait a minute! Didn't Kendall just do a Gucci commercial? Just an ad yesterday or two days ago. Um, That's with Bad Bunny. Dropped her, her Gucci ad with Bad Bunny, which everyone was saying, "Oh, this is great! Look, there means that they're a couple and they're they're." you know, committed to each other, they're going to be together, they're doing business. And they got a lot of shine from that. Yes, they did. So then why would Kim suddenly be like, well, wait, I've got Gucci. And by the way, she's doing sexy Gucci as opposed to- Luggage Gucci. As opposed to luggage (laughs) Gucci. Um, Remember, Kim was just accused by Courtney in a very- Oh, that was very aggressive phone call of being a narcissist.
4: Courtney has been saying this the whole time and no one's been listening her listening to her, but this now may be the proof because remember, Courtney and Kim got in a huge blowout fight over the fact that Courtney's whole wedding was Dolce & Gabbana theme. They had, um, they had the wedding at the Dolce & Gabbana house in Italy. And then all of a sudden, according to Courtney, Kim could not stand not being the center of attention. So then Kim had to do a campaign. Well, remember, you guys, it was a really big deal that Kendall just did this campaign for Gucci with Bad Bunny. It was like the first, um, you know, business thing they've done together. And now all of a sudden, Kim's like posting, which, by the way, I don't even think this is like a paid promotional ad. I think it's literally just Kim being like, oh, they're doing a Gucci campaign. I have Gucci and just like put it on and like post it a photo. I know
0: that's what people think, Charlie, but I I think we're underestimating Kris Jenner. And I think that's actually the genius of Kris Jenner is that it does look like just a casual thing that Kim's like, oh, I'm just going to be lounging in my Gucci Bikini and I'm gonna post some photos. I don't think it matters. I just think and you're you're thinking that Kim made a deal with Gucci too. Yeah, that Chris, I, 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 yeah, I, I, that, that Chris engineered both, and one looks obviously like an ad, and the other looks more casual okay, but it is gonna get just it, as much it, attention. It, 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 in but, fact, it might get more attention. But look, Kim Kardashian is really smart and she's a she's self-aware. So she knows, and in fact it's on the their television show, she knows that this allegation. Has been made, mm-hmm. I think she's just leaning into it. I think that, you know, they just put it on the show that Kim is, they say, self-absorbed, at right. least Courtney does. And I think she's just leaning into that. And, and, and in a way, it kind of helps their television show. She's assuming the character. So I think she did this knowing that people would say that. So you're saying it's not to help the Gucci brand, it's to help the Kardashian. It's brand. to help the Kardashian brand, and this is Kim's character. That she can't stand not being the center of attention. Whether that's true or not, she's leaning into it. She knows that people are gonna be saying that if it comes out the day after Kendall and Bad sure. Bunny. Sure. So I think this whole thing is intentional. So and they're in a way. just playing everybody. They're just playing everybody. And I'm, I, I really <laughs> believe that.
5: Lex from Atlanta, I honestly just think that it's her job to just get people interested in what she's doing versus what she's promoting. So I feel like she's just doing her job as Kim Kardashian.
0: That's exactly what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Assume the character, yes, folks. doing it well. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, to Dame Helen Mir- Wait, is Helen Mirren a dame? I think she yes, she's is. a dame. I believe she is. You know what? If she isn't, she should be, so right. I'm saying Dame Helen Mirren. Uh, in a very familiar controversy, one we've discussed earlier this year about Bradley Cooper. Um, With Leonard wanna- Bernstein. Yes. Do you want to? Are you afraid to say it? I, I don't feel comfortable saying it. Fair so- enough. So there is a controversy called Jewface, mm. and the controversy is that you take somebody who is not Jewish and you put, um, you, you alter them. them, you alter them some, like with Bradley Cooper. Uh, Leonard Bernstein had a very pronounced nose, so they put a pronounced nose on uh, Bradley Cooper, and people were going after him and yeah. the movie. And Helen Mirren, are doing is, the same thing with her. Is playing Golda Meir uh, in a film called Golda. Uh, And the first images have uh, come out from the movie. And again, uh, this has come up. um, Although Helen Mirren's, in her defense, uh, if if you want to call it that. If she needs one. um, Is that she says, look, I told the director when they first were talking about her doing this role. And she said to the director, I'm not Jewish. And if that's an issue, I completely understand. And I will step away. Um, The director said, Absolutely not. We want Helen Mirren. Why wouldn't you want Helen Mirren? You could Mirren? totally And by the way, it. the director himself is Jewish. Um, I don't under, by the way, I do not understand it, and I don't agree with the notion that you pigeonhole actors and say only a Jew can play a Jew, and only a gay person can play a gay person, and a straight person can play a straight person. That's not acting. I mean, there are acting some limits. Acting is, well, okay, I get it. <laughs> but acting is a stretch by definition. Right, right. And she is a fabulous actress. Why not? So Helen Mirren actually addressed this on a talk show. You're not Jewish and you're playing Golda. And there was a bit of a backlash with that, but you're
2: an actor. You know, that's the, yes, like, the but, difficult one. And it? It's very difficult. I love the fact that the, that, that, that whole concept of casting and, and concept of how we look at drama has been sort of blown out of the water. It's a tricky one because, you know, there's a, Anyone playing Golda, the most Jewish person um, would have to wear prosthetics to look like, because nobody looks like Golda.
1: It's a very tricky issue, and she's handling it delicately. Part of what's going on is Golda Meir wasn't as glamorous or conventionally beautiful as Helen Mirren. So to inhabit the role, she did have to wear that prosthetic and sort of get into the mode. I, I have some issues w- with it, but I think she's such an incredible actress and you do need to see Golda Meir if you're doing a biopic about Golda Meir.
0: I just disagree with this concept. I have, That only Jews can play Jews and only Catholics can make I just disagree with the concept. I just But I heard Derek say something, he's like, well, I, I, I'm gonna give it a, a pass because it's Helen Mirren. So- I disagree with because, that too. But, Derek, you had an issue with Brad, the Bradley Cooper uh, role, and so you're basically saying because you like Helen Mirren more, it's okay, but-
1: No, I, I feel like, look, they're both biopics, but I feel like what Bradley Cooper was doing was really uglying himself up a little bit by throwing on, and, and also I am a man with a prominent nose, and so it sort of hit me a little bit differently to see him throw schnauz on, I'll be honest with you.
5: Hi, Harvey, hi, Charles. Connie here in Thunder Bay, Canada. Um, okay harvey i truly kind of agree with you on this one about the i don't think you have to be this to play this i don't think you have to be that to play that i think that if, as long as you're a good actor or actress you should be able to pull off any role at all and people have wearing prosthetics since way back in the day of i know times have change but like yeah of course can play this woman unless they got a prosthetic nose come on let's be real
0: here and by the way as a gay man I hate the idea that you say only gays can play gays because then, what about straight people? Can a gay play a straight person? Yes, they should. It's like it's acting. That's the concept of acting. I, I just, I just do not buy. But it the does pigeonhole. bear saying because Halloween is coming up, blackface is still not okay. Understand. All right. Okay. Well, KFED uh, has uh, left California, as you know, moved with. Uh, both of uh, Britney's sons, and his other kids, and his wife—they moved to Hawaii. Um, but they have uh, paparazzi in Hawaii too. <laughs> uh, and somebody caught up with him last night and asked a very good question. Um, here's a good question. Is he watching Dancing with the Stars? There's a very—I think you can figure out why they would ask this question. Uh, but here's what he had to say
3: you guys have a chance to check out jamie lynn on dancing with the stars you guys watching any of that uh we we watched it after because we kind of missed it at first but we're rooting for it that's for sure right on that's cool brother you guys had any opportunity to talk to britney so far since you've
2: been out here
0: i appreciate you man you have a good night yeah he's not saying that anything, was a no. that was yeah, a no it's definitely a no i mean we know but he doesn't even want to say that But uh, interesting that he would be rooting for Jamie Lynn. I mean, look, it's not the greatest relationship with, uh, with his ex, But uh, he's rooting for his former sister-in-law.
4: This kind of makes me wonder if the boys do have some sort of relationship with Jamie Lynn, because we know Britney hasn't spoken to her kids in in at least a year, maybe even two years at this point. Um, So Kevin has always avoided Britney questions like the plague never speaks on her. But for him to even say that they're rooting for Jamie Lynn makes me wonder if there's some sort of communication between
0: them. That makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. that the aunt would kind of step in there and it... That there's some relationship there, yeah. I never thought of that, but I kind of buy that. That's interesting.
2: Hey, I'm Chantel from Detroit, and I'm not surprised because it seems like Britney had a lot of haters, and your haters tend to link up, considering all that Jamie Lynn did to her sister, and that's her child's father. I'm definitely not surprised, but in the words of Chris Crocker, leave Britney alone.
0: Well, (laughs) but I want to say one other thing, That, that... Jamie Lynn is the aunt of Sean Preston and Jaden. And so you would think she wants to have that connection with them. So it really does kind of make a lot of sense that maybe she has a relationship with the boys, which would really upset Brittany because Brittany doesn't have a relationship with the boys right, right. now. Right. If, if they do, I don't think it's something they're advertising to Brittany. Huh. I never thought of that. That's really interesting. Okay. Uh, We're going to move on. Yes, uh, moving on now to (laughs) what seemed like finally some good news for Kim Zolciak and Corey Bierman. Ah, but it is not meant to be. No, uh, what it appeared to be, what appeared to be happening, is that they were listing their house in Georgia, which would be a smart move. They gotta sell this thing. They are so in debt and the house is on the verge of going into foreclosure. So sell they it sell it or the bank gets it. Right.
1: When we saw this posting, it made sense pretty much that this was actually the time that they have finally listed the home and they're going to try to make back some of the money that they've lost. It was listed for um, a little over $3 million, but we've confirmed with sources close to both of them that this is, in fact, not a real listing. Uh, basically, anyone can go online and kind of adjust a listing and upload you photos. Can a a now. Now, you can get a whole listing. Now, hold open. on
0: photos but the upside to it is even if it's a fake listing they somebody may knock at the door and say hey I'll pay the asking price and then all of a sudden they haven't right they in front. got an offer right how about that if you are in the market for uh, some pricey uh, high fashion brands um, you might want to hit up black China or Angela white uh, she has actually been selling a lot of her uh, expensive clothing items um, because she is trying to fund uh, a custody battle. She's gotta pay her lawyers and she's been fighting with Tyga for custody of their son, King.
2: Yeah, and not only has she been fighting with him, but she wants Tyga to pay over $125,000 for the lawyer fees and some other fees. Um, but because she doesn't have that money, she's had to sell purses, clothes, shoes. Um, she has br- brought in over $170,000, but she says eventually she's going to run out of things wild. to sell. She's going to run out of things to sell. This custody battle is being drawn out, and so she's saying that she's not going to have enough money to continue to fight Tyga. So hopefully um, she figures out a way to, to get this this rectified. How,
0: um, how old is the kid now?
2: King, King, is, is, King is 10 years old, and, and Tyga wow. says that he does take care of him. He pays his medical bills, his private school tuition. He does pretty much everything financially for King is what he's saying. But Ch- and China says that Tyga won't even allow him to see uh, um, his mom on a regular basis. She says she gets like 24 hours a week, and even then Tyga still interferes with that. So this is just this getting kind of ugh, sad, and I kind of feel bad for King out of all this.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, absolutely. Yes, definitely. Absolutely.
2: Hi, Michelle from Dallas. You know, poor black China, but at least she had those high ticket items. She should have never allowed uh, Tiger to get full custody. I'm still baffled about that. I guess twerking ain't easy no longer. She can go
0: back into court, show that the circumstances have changed. She is now capable of getting joint custody. And I would assume that's her end game. Yeah. Uh, what else you guys want to talk about?
3: NFL fans don't want to hear from Taylor Swift. It's kind of like they're forcing this relationship down everybody's throats. <laughs> like if we wanted to hear that or if football fans wanted to hear that, then they'd be watching the show with their wives. Like you go to the NFL, like this is our time. Are you
0: married?
3: Happily, and hey, when it's Beyonce or Taylor Swift time, I go with my Beyonce tickets and I have a great time with my wife. But when it's Alabama football time, There is no Yonsei speak, there is no Yonce talk or anything else,
1: okay?
3: It is football time, and
0: we do not mix the two entities. Wow. You know what, it may sound harsh, but that's probably true- Happy marriage. (laughs) In a lot of households. Okay, one more.
2: Yes, my name is Kyla, I'm in Atlanta, and honestly, at this point, I feel like Suge Knight, if he knows who killed Tupac and he hasn't said anything this many years, then just go ahead and keep quiet. What we need is justice for Tupac. I wanna know who killed him, and I want that person to be held fully accountable. Well, KVD
0: says he was Involved, so we will. Involved, see. So, yeah. I mean, this is a weird one. It, it, is the jury going to believe the defendant to convict him? I mean, that's right. kind of a weird. Well, situation. and also we still don't know if suddenly, for some reason, Keith is going to change his story. But he's. But if he changes his story, the prosecution just lays it out and says, "This is what he said for 15 years." Yeah. So Catherine Zeta-Jones is out playing some golf in. Um, I think she's either back, she's in Scotland. I think. Or she might be in Why did Wales. I think it was Scotland too. That's so funny. I, I mean, she's Welsh, so you know well, I'm she's somewhere over in Europe. <laughs> uh, and she says this was her practice shot. I had no idea that Catherine Zeta Jones was good. this good of a golfer because look where her practice shot goes. Pretty smooth stroke. I give it a 10.
5: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: Got she hat got hat. a hole in one? Yeah. She got it right next to the hole. But I think if you were playing with her, you give her a hole in one, right? Holy I mean, smokes. If ever there was a mulligan. And great swing, right? She's smooth. Good. Yeah. What does that look like? I think that's the hills of uh, Scotland. It maybe. looks, I don't know why I think it's Scotland, too. I am impressed. Indeed. Where's Michael? Not playing. Not playing. <laughs> uh, we'll see you tomorrow. All right.